0: i uh turned on a movie the other night, and the first thing that comes up is i i don't I don't know I don't remember if it used to be like this when we were kids, but the thing that came up was piracy is not a victimless crime digital theft harms the economy were they did you, were they trying to guilt did, trip us like that when we were kids
1: did you see a warning or did you see like the actual little skit they used to put in front of him.
0: No, it was um, it was the warning.
1: It was okay, an old yeah. movie
0: too. Is for it was the 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 killers with Burt Lancaster.
1: From what? Like what? What were you watching it on?
0: Like Amazon Prime. Huh. I think, if I remember correctly. But but I mean, I guess the point is, is like okay, a. I don't really see how pirating a movie from 70 years ago is really gonna harm the economy that bad.
1: Yeah, it's like, listen, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, um, you're harming the Burt Lancaster estate every time you watch The Kentuckian Unauthorized.
0: <laughs> right. It's like a movie
1: that came out in 1955, I think everybody's been compensated for.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and also, though, even if it just came out yesterday, like, is is piracy really, like... I, I saw an article going around that Beyoncé might have, may have single-handedly caused Sweden's inflation. Uh, What'd she do? She's just that.
1: She empowered all the women there to...
0: <laughs> Drove up the price of everything, yeah.
1: Drove up on the price of everything.
0: No, it was, like... Her tour was so popular that people like streamed it and flooded into Sweden to watch it or something. Huh. I don't know. I don't understand economics. I don't know how that. Well, one woman
1: shouldn't have all that
0: power. Yeah. I mean, if that's true, would the counterfactual be true? Like the most unpopular person in the world would cause deflation? <laughs> us <laughs> who's who's the most yeah who's the most unpopular person in the world it's like well you have to assume it's it's
1: bad as i say it's probably hitler
0: uh-huh you think just
1: because so? it's we just it's just overused but when your name has become shorthand for every bad thing that can possibly happen on top of your many crimes it, that's pretty bad
0: it begs the question though is unpopular defined as unliked or obscure?
1: That's true. He's notorious. He is well-known. Yeah. So I would put him in the notorious category, right? Because that notorious kind of has like a pejorative connotation, like you're famous for like a nefarious reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but a- unpopular just means you just ain't got the sauce.
0: That's right. I think I think what it what So if, like I said, if this is true... The counterfactual would be: We find the most obscure man in America, known by no one. No one knows him.
1: Who? Who would that be? I feel like everybody. Uh, you know, if it's the PT Barnum Maxim, everybody gets their fifteen minutes of fame. Who is the lone exception to that?
0: Probably like, probably a, a like a hermit living in an old coal mine in like Perry County, Kentucky.
1: But by virtue of his unorthodox lifestyle, he would be noted if if You're people right. knew it. so it has to be somebody that's hiding in plain sight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh huh. So, like, I just think everybody's kind of interesting. So, there's some, some people that aren't, but
0: someone who was born in their living room and never left their living room and their parents stacked the house full of like protein bars and shakes and their parents also Okay. You've
1: described every man between the age <laughs> of 18 and 32 now.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. It would have to be this. Someone born in their living room. Mm-hmm. Um t- there's only two people present. Mother mother and father. Father is the midwife helps birth the child. They, through some insane sequence of events, they try to rob a bank, and every person they know is at the bank, and to get away with it, they blow the bank up. So they murder everybody they know, and and, and nobody knows in advance that they've just had a child. They they went to rob the bank because they had the child, but they no one knows that they had the child. And so they they murder and kill everybody every single person they know at the bank because it was a bank run because there was inflation, there was inflation that day right, it was inflation <laughs> was, and this
1: child was sent to cause the deflation to stabilize things out. He's kind of like yeah the, the messianic figure for bank for for evening things out
0: yeah, and um. So like a pack, and of- a, it
1: was a prophecy. Like you know how they're doing the all red calf. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have to, they have to breed the perfect
0: boring boy to counter <laughs> Beyonce sauce and level this economy out. Yes, so he's raised by himself in this house. He would need a little help. So like a pack of wild boars or something, or dogs breaks in and raises him as their own. But otherwise,
1: that, that that's flirting with interesting. <laughs> what you have to do this perfect boring boy has to be this he has to have the most banal parents and the most banal trajectory Uh uh-huh i just uh, it's hard to think about that because think of the most boring taciturn person you know and there's at least something interesting about them
0: well okay so there's there's two things here there's a person's unique flair that they bring to the world but then there's Mm -hmm. two their social connections so they have to have their social connections completely severed. No one Zero has to know about them. Zero. Zero social yeah. connections. Zero. social connections. He might as well be raised on Mars is what I'm saying. Yeah. But instead it's like a holler outside of Neon, Kentucky. No one knows he's there. He's just eating protein bars his whole life. Completely illiterate. And jacked <laughs> as hell. Because he eats like mark. 400 grams of protein a day. <laughs> he's extremely jacked but not handsome. <laughs> yeah you know uh yeah. and no one's ever seen him and then uh, what no 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 no. i was fixing scratching my ear i was just gonna say he one day he turns on spotify he's like 23 he's never he's never streamed anything in his life he's just sat in a room lifting weights and eating protein bars and one day he turns what's he, what's he listen to well, whats its a th- he doesn't listen to anything, but like one day he picks up the wi fi the wi fi from his neighbors, and he's like, "Oh, well, I guess he wouldn't have a phone. His parents left behind some abba records
1: okay
0: and and uh and they also when they before they blew up the bank, they paid the power company. To keep the power, the lights on for the rest of his so life. So, you're saying
1: the circumstances to create the perfect, boring boy <laughs> were so insane that just because they had to
0: keep him isolated and insulated from the outside world. It was the prophecy. It was that they knew he would one day, they knew he would one day balance out runaway inflation.
1: Yeah. So... That's true. Maybe that's the reason for the Duggars. Uh-huh. Well, that's sort of turned into a weird thing, but...
0: Well, that everybody knows who they are now. Yeah, I know, but
1: it's gotta be a family like that minus, like, all the weird sex stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. gotta be, like, just a, a family from somewhere out here in the breadbasket. Mm-hmm. They have, like, 18 kids, which is the most interesting thing about them because they had 18 perfectly boring
0: kids yeah right well in this case there's one perfectly boring kid and he's the most yeah. boring kid to have ever lived to have ever lived but one day he hears this, an ABBA record provided by the power company keeping the lights on the range. and that's
1: history. when that's when things got fucked up that's
0: when he decided to go to Sweden yeah he's like I gotta see what ABBA is about except he didn't say that because he doesn't know how to speak He's illiterate and he also doesn't know how to talk. Say so like He's a f- the thought. He's a. F- yeah, like the thought. He's that- a messianic figure. Yeah, the thought that ran through his mind was like. It was. Like- yeah. <laughs> it was right, just
1: totally <laughs> moronical.
0: <laughs> like that's-
1: but something happened to him when he discovered Abby. He's like, I gotta go figure out what's going on here.
0: Like, here. yeah, in his mind, he was like. But that translated to, I have to go figure out what's going on <laughs> I got to go check out Eurovision 24. So he goes to Sweden. In the wake of Beyonce just going there, prices are through the fucking roof, man. It's like $30 for a loaf of bread. And, and he's and like, Jesus, what's happened? As soon as he touches down...
1: Like the his cosmic- protein bars, sir. <laughs> he, he's like withering away because he can't afford his protein bars.
0: <laughs> exactly, he's withering away. He can't afford his protein bars. Uh, and <laughs> like, but the cosmic like boringness, like the boring radiation wafting off of him, like people are like, "Holy shit, this is the most unpopular man in the world."
1: <laughs> They're like, "Wow." This is the duality of man here. It's the duality Sauceless of man. Sauceless <laughs> and all the sauce.
0: <laughs> and
1: everything levels out immediately.
0: Yeah, man. And so it causes deflation. Prices start going down. Uh, and then before you know it. It's kind of like... But the thing is, is he's an unsung hero because never no one knows why or what happened. It's like... Yeah. It's like kind of like our uh, our hypothesis from this past weekend. Like, what if the rapture already happened, but only one guy went? It was just like that is crazy. Yeah, like it wasn't this mass
1: exit event like we thought, but rather only like a handful of guys, and nobody knows of went. Yeah, just like and, one uh,
0: single person. God was like, and we're actually thoughts, living bro. in the tribulation right now. Yeah,
1: or. Or we all misjudged it, and the rules to get raptured away are extremely stringent. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that's even harder than I thought to be a Christian.
0: What if? I mean, that's true. Like, what if it's more than just you have to be saved? What if it's like, you also have to be white?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 21-year-old landowner.
0: You have to be a what? One- uh, yeah, you also have to be a landowner. <laughs> A white male landowner. It's like the same rules for voting in the, like the 18th century. That's- right, right.
1: That's how. If you wanted to make the rapture, that's what. That's the rule. So most of us were left behind. Obviously. Uh huh. And this is the tribulation. <laughs> this is the real tribulation generation. Doesn't it make sense? It
0: makes so much sense. It makes really. it makes so much sense that we're in the tribulation.
1: Wait, So. Let's say the tribulation started with Donald Trump's election in
0: 2016.
1: We're mm-hmm. we almost. We're in year seven now, right? We are in year seven. So Christ is ready to return on a white horse.
0: Yeah, and th- isn't this also the year He's going to throw Satan into the lake of fire? The lake of bound. He's
1: going to bound, bind the serpent to the lake of fire. mm Hmm. Big things coming this year. Big things. Big things. We're going to solve inflation <laughs> in Sweden. <laughs> and the and the great serpent is mentioned in the book of Revelation is going to be bound and <laughs> thrown into hell. Uh, I mean, A lot going on the second half of the year. A lot going on. We got a lot
0: to <laughs> cover in just six months. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. It's going to be crazy. Uh huh. So back to that. Back to that piracy warning, though. That's a really hilarious way to guilt someone into not pirating something. Like, do you think there's a person out there who's like, oh no? I don't want to harm the economy. Would somebody please think about... (laughs) Yeah, my God, I can't...
1: Inflation's bad enough as is. (laughs) Uh I'm gonna get an authorized copy of... What'd you say the movie was? The Killers? The
0: Killers with Burt Lancaster. Uh, Why'd I say The Kentuckian? That has Burt Lancaster in it too, though. I think it's the K that you're thinking of. Yeah. Anyway. What's the plot of The Kentuckian? I've never seen that one. Um,
1: it's just you know, it's a western.
0: Um, Big Eli Wakefield. I think that was Big Eli Wakefield decides to leave 1820s Kentucky and move to Texas with his son Little Eli. Along the way, they run into two women who take a liking to the pair: indentured servant Hannah, played by Diane Foster, who wants to go with them, and school teacher Susie, who would rather have Big Eli marry her and settle down. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Damn dog. Two point six million.
1: Right, what was the budget here? Yeah, two point six million. Uh, yeah, Walter Matthau. Nah, I forgot about Walter. Ma-
0: Man, Walter Matthau's such a good actor. I loved Ma- <laughs> Walter Matthau in *Dennis the Menace*. It was great.
1: It was uh, that great. was loved him in the *Odd Couple*.
0: Yeah, uh, Grumpy Old Men and Dennis the Menace were like two mainstays of my childhood. Yeah, that was good shit, dude. Yeah, I love, I love Grumpy Old Men because like it really did romanticize being old, and you don't get movies like that anymore. It's like there's no romantic. I mean, even if they were like miserable bastards who hated each other, it still looked pretty tight.
1: There is, yeah. We need more films. Listen, I've said this for a long time. We need more films. It's called, like, uh, The Eight Troublemakers, and it's just, like, eight old guys (laughs) just out there raising heck, (laughs) just getting into all kinds of hijinks.
0: What happened to that archetype? Like, the the old man who's constantly playing tricks on people. I don't know. We need that back right now, especially
1: to ride out the remaining six months of the tribulation. That's true.
0: (laughs) How the fuck are we going to get through these next few months with that one? I don't know.
1: Huh. we got the riders on strike. We're going to have to turn back to the films of yore. Mm-hmm. Film festival, old guys doing hijinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grumpy old man. What else is there? Dennis the Menace, I guess. Is, well, Dennis the Menace is doing the hijinks to the old man in that one. That's, that's elder abuse. We don't talk about that enough.
0: I remember when I was, like, 18, I'd be like, man, I can't wait to be old. I'm just going to smoke weed all day. But like, now that I think about it, I'm like, why not go rob a bank? You can easily get away. Like you and eight other old dudes can easily get away with robbing a bank. Oh man,
1: there's a dude across the street. Old guy absolutely hates me. <laughs> hates me. And every time I like I go like for a walk in the evening time, and he's just sitting out there, or in the morning time, and he's just like grilling me the whole time. Uh-huh. I think to myself, if this man really hated me so much. He basically could take my life penalty free.
0: (laughs) No one would be mad at him. He's like ninety three. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like nobody who's gonna prosecute him? He's gonna be dead in five weeks. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's old old men are the most
0: dangerous. They are stick about it. They really are nothing
1: to lose.
0: Yeah. Cormac McCarthy, he was old as fuck, man. He was eighty nine. He was the most dangerous. He wrote
1: like he had nothing to lose. He was
0: the most dangerous man in America. With the pen, with the pen, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did like that excerpt that was going around about him. About uh, it's like from some story. Hold on a second, I'll pull it up here.
0: About him eating beans.
1: Yeah, the bean-eating story and how I used to bathe in the lake. Well, it like it summarized like the the dream of Whitesburg ten years ago.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: Like everybody in Whitesburg was trying to just bathe in the lake and eat beans. (laughs) They like live basically for no money.
0: Uh huh. The funny, well, the funny thing about that is, um, so the 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 whole thing was that he. It was like an interview with his wife. She said, we were bathing in the lake. Someone would call up and offer him $2,000 to come speak at a university about his books. He would tell them that everything he had to say was there on the page, so he would eat beans for another week. <laughs> and someone someone tweeted that. Uh, yeah. A big account, I don't want to single her out for a pile on, but it said, am I the only one that thinks this makes him sound like a huge jerk? It's like, what in that? It's like the man established clear boundaries around his art, clear boundaries and principles around his art. What about that makes you a jerk? I don't understand. <laughs>
1: hey, listen, Annie DeLisle didn't have to marry him. She knew that she knew <laughs> when she married him, the man lived in a a fucking dairy barn outside <laughs> Knoxville, no electricity. You know, he ain't offering anything that wasn't in the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Cormac McCarthy might have been the last guy well, it's a lot's been said. It's like the last guy that was like I think Will Twee's the greatest living writer no longer living. Yeah. So there's that. So everybody's looking for who's who's gonna hold that crown. But he might also be the last famous guy that actually dropped out of the rat race. Yeah. And by that I mean just said, you know what? I'm just gonna live in a small town in Tennessee. And fuck the rest of the stuff, and I'll interpret things as I see them. I'm not going to move to New York or Los yeah. Angeles or whatever. I choose to take myself out of that, and there's something I
0: like about that. It's it's inspiring. You Also, you got to consider that he wrote at least two masterpieces of American literature before he was even discovered. Blood Meridian, and Sutri. And you can make an argument that a few of his other books in that era are also masterpieces. He wasn't discovered until he was like in his 60s when they when they adapted All the Pretty Horses.
1: Well, and then the other thing that's crazy about him is after that, the man just cranked out instant classics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, No Country for Old Men is not an old novel. I think it came out like 2007.
0: Yeah. It's and the movie early, yeah, came out a couple mid-2000. years later.
1: Yeah. But- That feels like one of his, like, that would've, if you didn't know any better, you'd think that might've came out in 66 or something. Right. And, uh. Yeah. So. Godspeed to an Appalachian legend.
0: Yeah, dude. I like the, uh. (laughs) Honestly, that's part of the reason I wanted to move out here when I was, like, 19. Like, truly, I applied to the University of Tennessee because I read Sutry, and I was like, Knoxville sounds cool. Oh my god! Did you really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I didn't. I mean, I was almost a volunteer. I was almost a volunteer because of Cormac McCarthy. Oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> did he even teach it, Knoxville, UT? Knox? I don't think so. Could you imagine <laughs> him like, teaching? I'm just gonna live here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Interesting choice,
0: dude. I got a question. Do you think that the orcs or orcs the orcas? I'm sorry. That the that whole orcas thing, do you think that story is like a planted story? I sort hope of, sort not, because I want to believe. Sort of like the UFO thing. Because obviously, like the UFOs thing is like a planted story. Like UFOs, the whole thing is obviously like a government op, kind of like meant to destabilize your.
1: When things are bad, the aliens
0: always come back. Exactly. But you know. no one gives a shit. That's the funny thing about this. We've UFO moved thing. past it. <laughs> and no one cares. So like did they did they say, like, okay, well, maybe what Are people...
1: there any guys still really into UFOs? You know, I know that there are. It feels like all the real heads have kind of accepted that it's just kind of a distraction.
0: Mm hmm. A head fake? A trial well, balloon the people, for Well, The people prone to wanting
1: to believe have kind of accepted that, well, oh yeah, okay, this is definitely CIA or Yeah the defense department or whatever.
0: Well, I kind of wonder if the orca story is the same thing.
1: I hope not. I really want to believe that a traumatized orca has deputized 29 of his friends to go and (laughs) capsize a bunch of yachts.
0: And it's the great, honestly, it's a great premise for a Western.
1: Oh, it's great. Yeah. Somebody has got to write that. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I pitched an idea, of
1: course, you know, uh, it being the rider's track and everything didn't get any traction. That, of course, yeah. that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I said, listen, what if, what if we did this? What if it's like a story, but it's got to be like an over-the-top, like cocaine bear-esque send-up of like these over-the-top 80s comedies. Uh-huh. But it's these orcas, right? And they go after all these rich guys' boats, right? Uh-huh. It's like Jaws, but like it's righteous Jaws. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Follow me here. Okay. And here's here's the crescendo. All of a sudden, like, the orcas are, like, you know, they're getting battered or whatever. Like, they're like they've, these rich guys have harpooners going after them yeah. and stuff like that. Some of their friends have been killed. Mm-hmm. But our titular character gets a little help from deep. And deep. you hear, du <laughs> you know, the ominous Jaws keys. <laughs> and then the great white shows up, and then there's, like, a, a conversation between them that's captioned on the screen. Uh-huh. And the orc is like, Are you here to help? Because if not, I'll I'll kick your ass or something like uh-huh. that. Because you know Orca's beat up on Great whites. They do, yeah. And the Great White says, No, I'm I'm here, brother. And then they touch fins and then it cuts to the one thing the establishment truly fears. <laughs> and then the Great White gets on there and just starts eating people on the deck like Jaws would. Yeah. Or another thing could happen is we could virtue signal how badass these orcas are, and when Jaws shows up, two of them just beat the shit out of him real quick. And, like, yeah, fuck Jaws. Send him back to where he came. But sometimes you need... You know, it's like Wolverine and X-Men. You need the guy that's there that's gonna just be chaotic. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Killer Whale not really striking fear in anybody's heart, which is, which is a fool's errand, because
0: you've seen what these things have done when they're in captivity? Dude... This is interesting. Surely it's not a coincidence that in 2020 we had this thing like, oh, the dolphins have returned to Venice, nature's healing. And then within a year or two we get this spate of movies about – it, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's interesting that like, in the horror movie, like B-movie world – yeah. That the are sharknadoes
1: of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thing. it's
0: like our our source of horror right now is like nature gone awry. Yeah. And so it's like you get like cocaine bear and the crack crack, crack raccoon or whatever that coming. I saw the poster for that one. Oh no. Why why you get this those at the same time you get these orcas also demonstrating some rather human like behavior i'm just saying it's just a little it just all seems you think it's a little sus or do you think
1: the natural world is striking back in a way i think it's a little sus okay
0: i do say more (laughs) so i don't know how the fuck whales could figure out how to communicate from nantucket bay to san francisco bay unless they have some oh i see it was the first one that attacked the ship there was, like, the I think it's, like,
1: in both oceans, right? Yeah. I think... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, the, there's the one... The 30 whales is in California, right?
0: Are they just using the fiber optic internet cables? Sort of, like, you put, like, a solo cup on the end of one, and you just talk into it? Well,
1: you know how those things go. They, like, communicate like they're talking through Vuvuzelas. You know those things they oh, have the soccer yeah. matches? Yeah. So maybe that does radiate and go 3,000 miles and when they hear it in California, they say, oh yes, we have to mount up.
0: Time to rise. Time to rise I'm just up. saying, don't not Don't count it out. You're right. Sound does
1: travel far underwater. And we don't even know. They might be tuned into frequencies that are... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like dogs. Good point. Good point. Dogs hear like really shrill things that we can't even hear. That's true. Maybe orcas are just on a different wavelength.
0: I wonder if it makes us... I want. So, you know, like, when you pee, there's the sound of the water hitting, the, the urine hitting the water in the toilet. But, like, yeah. obviously it's coming out of a very tiny little slit, like a very tiny little hole. Regardless right. of what equipment you've got downstairs, like, the hole is very tiny. I wonder if it right. emits, like, a high whistling noise when you're peeing that only dogs can hear. So they hate it when you pee? <laughs> like, oh my or, God. or only
1: cats. That's why they come to that perverted shit while you're in there. <laughs> you know, cats like you're just trying to use the bathroom. They come in there and start rubbing on your shit, dude. Like your legs. That is.
0: Wow, we have a cat that pisses, dude. It, it every time I go in there to pee, it gets on the back of the toilet and just starts meowing at me loud as fuck. It's like, and I can't pee. I get nervous. I get like, I'm like, oh, I'm being watched now. It's just
1: like, yeah, it's just like... Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, I can't
0: even have a goddamn moment's
1: privacy. Yeah.
0: Uh, What else is in the news?
1: Um, Well, one thing I want to say about the Orca thing. Did you ever watch the 1977 movie Orca starring Richard Harris? No. And
0: uh, Charlotte Rampling? Nuh-uh. What was the... I think,
1: well, it's a terrible movie. It's got about 9% on Rotten Tomatoes and... Robert Town, who, you know, also wrote Chinatown. Yeah. Also wrote Orc. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I think it's, well, let's see. It says, the description is ocean-going tale with ecological overtones in which a ruthless profiteering fisherman accidentally kills the pregnant mate at the candy killer whale. It's Jaws meets Moby Dick as the bounty hunter becomes the target of the enraged, grief-stricken creatures craving for vengeance.
0: Yeah, dude, this, this is exactly what I was saying. It's this like, is Orca playing out in real life. We've returned back to the movies of the 70s and 80s. Like, um, what was the Stephen King movie where the dog is... Cujo. Like, yeah, Cujo. And then there's, like, fucking, obviously, Jaws. and You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, the movie industry works in these cycles, and uh, we're in another one. Another an anim- we're it's animal cycle. We're in another animal cycle at the same it time. It even
1: started what's that movie we watched with Idris Elba? It was dog shit
0: like Oh year. yeah. Beast. Beast. With those like crazy lines. Yeah, that movie was insanely mediocre.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a return to the Reagan eighties in a way. Products and animals.
0: Uh huh. That's true. Products and animals. Products and it's like that song "Cowboys and Girls." I remember (laughs) when we used to shoot them up.
1: Hey, there's a six million dollar budget on Orkin. It made fourteen point seven. Man, not bad. Not bad for. uh, I'm gonna go back to watch it.
0: Well, you know, Julia Roberts' Eat, Pray, Love had a sixty million dollar budget box office $204 million. Damn. I was just thinking of that because Elizabeth Gilbert the author of that just recently said she would not be releasing her. Imagine you fucking dude if I wrote if I spent years writing a book and then somebody said oh you can't publish that it's gonna offend the Ukrainians feelings. I'm still publishing that motherfucker. I spent years working on it. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about a goddamn Ukrainian.
1: Yeah, let's call it what it is. Because you got that eat pray love money, you can you can afford to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just say no, I'm not gonna hurt anybody's feelings in the Crimea. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing. What a weird I just don't even know what to think about that. Yeah, I've worked I've I've worked for years on this, but I'm gonna just go ahead and if you feel that strongly about it, just change all the settings.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Just say, no, no, this actually takes place in uh, in uh, um, Trinidad and Tobago.
0: Mm-hmm. Now. No controversy there. Yeah. <laughs> You're good there. Um, so the latter half of the show, I have something I want to read for you. This was in the New York Times. The title is, their crypto company collapsed. They went to... Oh, sorry. Let me try that again. Their crypto company collapsed. They went to Bali. The implosion of Three Arrows Capital, the cryptocurrency hedge fund, devastated the industry as two founders spent the next year surfing, meditating, and traveling the world. Oh, um, boy. I really recommend people look this story up because the story has photos of the two founders. And you got to see these guys. They look pretty cool. Simulate. I, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're unpopular enough to single handedly drive down inflation in Sweden, in Scandinavia.
1: But what they lack isn't much.
0: Yeah, right. Um so just starting out here, not long after his cryptocurrency hedge fund collapsed last year, spawning a market meltdown that devastated the industry, Kyle Davies got on a plane and left his troubles behind. He flew to Bali. As his company was liquidated and law enforcement authorities opened investigations on two continents, Mr. Davies spent his days painting in cafes and reading Hemingway on the beach. He also went sightseeing. He traveled in Thailand, where the fried oysters cost only a few dollars, and admired the local architecture in Malaysia. He posted a photo from a private zoo in Dubai, showing him stroking a tiger chained to a pole. In Bahrain, he attended a Formula One event in the run-up to the Grand Prix. One clear evening on a rooftop in Bali, Mr. Davies took shrooms with a group of crypto colleagues. You look at the stars, and the stars are just, like, moving, he recalled over dinner last month at a seafood restaurant in Barcelona, where he was vacationing with his wife and two young daughters. You touch the grass, and it feels like, not like normal grass. (laughs) Um, Life as a crypto industry pariah, it turned out, wasn't so bad. A year, a year ago, Three Arrows Capital, the hedge fund founded by Mr. Davies and Su Zhu, both now 36, imploded almost overnight. Worshipped by their hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers, Mr. Davies and Mr. Zhu had been crypto superstars, known for their trading acumen. Let
1: me ask you a question. If you were, now, in 2009, if you were like, oh, Elon Musk is cool, he's got some interesting things to say, i give you some slack on that right? Mm-hmm, right george clooney started driving a tesla it was cool whatever it's new it's wavy gravy now if you're a guy that worships the captains of industry in 2023 uh-huh. i think you're just wayward i just think you're like what the bible describes as a reprobate mind <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still right. no coming
1: back from that
0: yeah i agree i agree it should be stamped it you should have to it should follow you wherever you go, like you have to put it on your resume. You have to
1: take the mark of the beast, uh-huh, which is apparently what something we need to do in the next six months if we plan on eating after this. I was going to say,
0: like, <laughs> what are the logistics I've wondered about this for a lot for a while, like is God going to contract people out during the tribulation period because like someone's got to tattoo all those people with the mark of the beast. Yeah, and
1: who's going to be the one that feeds the beast? Mark recipients, arrow Who are you going to contract that out to? Yeah,
0: uh huh. Three.
1: A lot, Ar- listen, a lot, a lot not mentioned in the scriptures, but there is there's a lot of logistics where this is concerned.
0: There's some open questions for sure. By their own account, Mister Davies and Mister Zhu have been thriving. They left Singapore, where Three Arrows was based, and traveled around Asia, effectively taking the summer off. Mr. Davies started meditating. Mr. Zhu played video games and found a surf instructor. His old crypto associates were bad-mouthing him in the press, but he made new friends and a mix of surfer types and UFC f- fighters. Man, <laughs> god damn. Like, honestly, man, I work every day. All right? Since, like, I do stuff other than the podcast. I'm either writing, trying in vain to one day finally have some sort of product, a book or something, and yeah. I can put my name to. It's like or doing some sort some some sort of like community thing. Like yesterday I was doing drum lessons. It's like giving I'm, back. Do what? You're giving back. I'm giving back, man. I'm yeah. giving back to the community. Um but every day I'm like I really wish I could take today off and do nothing. And I don't. I never take days off, which is fucking hilarious because uh, I have a sub. I have a mediocre podcast that makes a mediocre amount of money. I'm a mediocre writer, and I, you know, it's like I don't. I don't. None of my things deserve the amount of time I pour into them. Nonetheless, I'm always busy and never try. You keep plugging. I keep plugging. It's like I would love to just have nothing to do. And surf and play video games.
1: Well, also, there's one element of this that you're forgetting, is that show me an American finance criminal that didn't totally land on their feet after fucking so many people out of their life savings. Which is kind of what crypto did in, like, you know, a slightly more unofficial capacity, but there were so many people that lost a lot in that shit. Right. You know, same with the various financial collapses that invariably come around every couple of years. But no finance criminal in American history ever has a bad life after they commit finance <laughs> crimes. No. Now, why is that? I just saw, like. Like, the, you just hear about them, like, getting into a meditation <laughs> cult and,
0: like, living in Bali or some shit. I like just these saw. Guys. I, like, I just saw that the CEO of WeWork just stepped down. Like, they brought him in after the Adam Neumann guy left. And yeah. he just stepped down. Because, like, WeWork is completely imploding. Um, yeah. And, and that guy, Adam Neumann or whatever, the guy that started it, he's, he's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah. Sean Parker, the guy that was Napster and all that shit. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Like, show me a guy that made a bundle in tech that's, like, living under a bridge now.
0: <laughs> it's none of them. None of and them. And that tells the tale on this fucking country. I I like how this guy compared himself to a UFC fighter. He said they had a lot of empathy and sympathy for me, Mr. Zhu said about the UFC fighters. He says they get defeated in a big fight, lose sponsorships or whatever, and everyone's crying. But then the fighter himself, his mind is already passed on to the next fight. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure his mind. I'm sure his mind has uh has already passed on to the next fight and isn't just like in this weird stasis post-concussed mode where he like can't connect two thoughts. Holes in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's just on to the next (laughs) spot. Nah, he's got CTE. (laughs) Um, It talks about the crypto industry crashing last year, erasing more than $1 trillion from the market. talks about Sam Bankman Fried, Doquan, and Luna. Yet many other top executives who gained wealth and status by marketing crypto to the masses have avoided serious repercussions. They cashed out early, invested in real estate, or holed up in tax havens. The Three Arrows founders are two of the most prominent examples. They are still living comfortably after managing a fund that oversaw more than $4 billion at its peak. Mr. Davies and Mr. Zhu declined to provide an estimate of their total wealth, but said they had saved enough over the years that they didn't need to work again. Neither was willing to apologize for the collapse. Three Arrows owes its creditors $3.3 billion dollars. The firm was registered in the British Virgin Islands and its court-appointed liquidators there claim that Mr. Davies and Mr. Zhu have refused to cooperate in the recovery process. Um, yeah. F- well,
1: let me see. If there were, like, I don't know, an angry mob holding your head underwater, let's see if you would how willing you'd be <laughs> to apologize for the collapse.
0: Yeah. It, fucking cocksucker. God damn, it, dude. They maintained they did nothing wrong. They said they had faced death threats but pointed out that no government ag- agency had sued them or sought their arrests. A friend recently, asked, mis- <laughs> a friend recently asked Mr. Davies whether he felt any remorse. Remorse for what, he said. For the past few months, they have been planning a comeback. In April, they unveiled Open Exchange, a marketplace for traders who lost money in last year's crypto implosions. Customers will be able to buy and sell claims to the bankruptcy estates of defunct crypto firms like FTX and possibly Three Arrows itself. Dude, <laughs> okay, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. So but, they're starting. They're kicking it up again, huh?
0: They're kicking it up with a new business, the model of which is being able to buy and sell claims to the bankruptcy estates of defunct crypto firms like FTX and their own crypto firm that went bankrupt. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you something, man. <laughs> it's it scales All of these it. guys
1: need to be ran through a wood chipper <laughs> or some sort of equivalent machine that totally turns them into paste on the other side. Yeah. Murder is not good enough for people like this. Yeah like put, we put, need to behead them and and walk their head through the streets of mate of America's Metropoles. Put them
0: put them in a room With a hydraulic press on one side and a wall on the other side, and the wall has a hole in it the size of a quarter, Mm -hmm. and um, over the course of the next two weeks, the hydraulic press pushes one wall closer to the other one. Gradually. Just gradually. So they get to think about their impending
1: mortality, which is going to... Crush all their bones, <laughs> yeah, and that's the while thing while like, they live.
0: <laughs> it will push them through that quarter-sized hole in the wall, like yeah. go- like two like ooze coming out of a toothpaste tube. Yeah, like Play-Doh.
1: That's what needs to happen to people like this.
0: Um, also,
1: yeah, I tell you what, it reminds me of. To I mean, I hate to make yet another trite church allegory, but do you remember Peter Popov, the famous healing preacher? Yeah, I do. Who was famously caught using, like, uh, earpieces to, like, you know, make people think he was doing miracles, like he planted people in there, and or he would pray for people, and somebody in the back would tell them <clears throat> what their name was because they made everybody register when they came in or whatever. Yeah. They would give him... Anyway, he got proven to be a fraud. It was like when after all that happened he just kicked up a few years later and was back at selling like you know miracle prayer cloths you know like the little pieces of cloth that people put oil on and right under your pillows and shit Yeah, it's just like the fundamental problem with America is the bad men don't learn their lessons no by design
0: no you know when you've got like Kissinger's just turned a hundred right you know what I mean Right,
1: you're allowed to. Th- in fact, all the evidence to the contrary is 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 there. Like, in fact, you thrive by being a cunt in this society.
0: Yeah, I mean, read this in pitch documents sent to investors. Mr. Davies and Mr. Zhu codenamed their new company GTX, an alphabetical successor to Mr. Bangman Fried's failed exchange. We just thought it was very funny, he said. <laughs> um, so like. Goes on to talk about how they met. Uh, They went to high school together at Phillips Academy in Andover, Mass. They became business partners in the mid-2000s while undergrads at Columbia. The summer after their freshman year, they traveled to Buenos Aires to set up shop in a cafe offering to teach local workers how to play online poker and then stake them some money in return for a cut of their winnings. But their plan to create an army of South American card sharps had a fatal flaw Neither of them spoke Spanish. They had wrongly assumed that working-class Argentines would understand English.
1: <laughs> Perhaps the most maddening thing of all this that we've been talking about, how the bad men don't learn their lessons, is that all our bad men invariably turn out to be morons, too. And they still prosper. There's nothing worse than letting a moron prosper. hmm. Unless they're like a benevolent
0: moron. Right. You know. Um, after graduating from Columbia, they worked overlapping stints at Credit Suisse before founding Three Arrows in 2012.
1: Yeah, go look at that that stock <laughs> for a second.
0: <laughs> Everything these guys tar- touch turns to shit. <laughs> um, as by 2021, as crypto prices surged to record levels, they were managing billions of dollars investing in crypto startups and borrowing hundreds of millions to fuel even bigger bets. Mr. Zhu amassed 500,000 followers on Twitter, promoting his theory of a crypto supercycle destined to send the price of Bitcoin north of $1 million. Mr. Davies said he viewed the whole enterprise as little different from an online game. If you're very good at the game, you make a lot of money. For a while... Th- th- that is an interesting thing. And I think it's why like sports gambling has become kind of like uh it's kind of like why sports just like an
1: accepted supplement to like even just watching sports now
0: yeah it, it's like it it hits that sweet spot where it gamifies your own like sort of like get rich quick thing and makes you
1: augments feel- the viewing experience in a way that like which is beneficial to the sports leagues and i think that's part of why like all these fucking gambling sites which are ran by like guys like this like fanduel and sport uh fantasy kings and all this stuff is uh i mean it's all it's, it's all come from the same primordial lose yeah
0: yeah and they've also it also has come about at the t- at the moment that crypto has basically collapsed it's like kind yeah. of like stepped in it's like oh here's to fill your new, that
1: void a little bit yeah
0: yeah here's your new online game yeah, here's
1: your new online game that you can get rich off of. Uh, you ever just been sitting around watching the Bucks versus Kings and said, man, you know what would make this more fun is having uh, a little something on it.
0: Right. Um, Mr. Zhu Mr. spent $35 million on a good class bungalow, a type of mansion popular among Sing- Singapore's financial elite. Mr. Davies pursued an even more extravagant prize. I just told Sue, I'm going to get a boat. I need it. Sue was like, well, I need it too. And I was like, well, we need to get it together then. They picked out a super yacht designed by Italian shipbuilder San Lorenzo with five decks, two retractable terraces, and a swimming pool. They christened the boat Much Wow, a reference to a meme popularized by investors in the joke cryptocurrency Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking God. Dude, it, it would it would be like, it'd be one thing if like, the the super wealthy, like the super wealthy and powerful were naming their yachts after like Greek goddesses or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is uh this is Athena. Artemis or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it'd be one thing. But to name it much wow, just like you might as well go into I mean, obviously, like I don't think a su- a super yacht is like the equivalent of a fucking uh you know a Manet, I don't know. What's a fucking fa- famous painting or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <no, laughs> the no. Louvre, whatever. But it's like, literally, it's just like taking a shit all over something that, I mean, much wow. They're dabbing on us. I guess that's the. It
1: is. They're dabbing on us. Yeah, you're right.
0: Much wow. I, man, I don't. It, it makes me angry from a very deep place. It's a very weird. Like, fascism and the twenty first century is so unbelievably cringe. It's really and, yeah, incredible. Very poor taste. Yeah. Like just just imagine a boot stepping on your neck forever. But the boot is the boot has a do a doge symbol on it. And it says much wound. Yeah, book. imagine
1: that. Yeah, imagine that you're getting sent off to fucking you know, some weird fascist prison, and you just have that fucking stupid ass dog forever <laughs> printed the back of your neck.
0: That's their that's their identity mark. Yeah, they 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 hit that's you. That's the mark of the beast, literally. <laughs> that stupid fucking dog. It's like, like you know, like there was the concentration camp Dachau. Like they're gonna have a concentration camp named Much Wow. And oh that's go- my god you know what god. i mean it's
1: just like that's ex- it's gonna be that kind of shit yeah it's gonna be like brutal <laughs> and then they're just gonna be laughing and meme at all of us <laughs> as they fuck it oh
0: my god oh fuck oh man um they picked okay much wow the the yacht became mr Davies' pet project inside he planned to display a collection of non-fungible tokens the unique digital collectibles known as NFTs. One floor was set to house a hydroponic garden, an addition requested by Mr. Shoe's wife. Why do why they only
1: know these things? <laughs> Think about that. Think about App Ab Harvest, which is also a scam. Uh huh. Hydroponic gardening is all... It's like, why? There's like... It's almost like... You know, you've talked a lot about fascism having some aesthetic qualities. You know, you talk about like, you know, the Nazis' rebuke of cubism and stuff, like when yeah. we're talking about the... The Picasso exhibit and all that stuff. Right. It it also the new version of it also has some weird aesthetic things. And it's like it's like the the sort of uh millennial tech thing is sort of like they're I don't know how to talk about these things <laughs> necessarily. Maybe yeah. we need to talk about Kate Wagner on to talk about this, but it's like um just the, the clean burnish of like a, like a, a, I can't even see like a fucking Maserati or Lamborghini without associating it with this kind of fascism now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cars actually built by communists in Italy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for this set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's just right. tacky. It's just it's <laughs> tacky. It's extremely gaudy. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's, yeah, I don't know. i just keep reading here. I was actually looking at some islands as well, Mr. Davies said. But as he put the finishing touches on the yacht, the crypto market was heading, veering toward a crisis. In Singapore, Mr. Zhu and Mr. Davies had started socializing with Mr. Kwan, the creator of Luna. In February 2022, they bought $200 million of Luna tokens. Three months later, Luna lost all its value in a matter of days. The crash sent the price of every major crypto token plummeting. Many of Three Arrows' other bets started souring fast. As the market cratered, the founders' lenders ordered them to pay back hundreds of millions of dollars, money that Three Arrows no longer had. Behind the scenes, it was chaos. At one point, they tried to borrow 5,000 Bitcoin, worth $125 million at the time, from the crypto lending firm Genesis to pay back a separate loan to a different creditor. Uh, The impact of the firm's implosion was immediate and sweeping. One of Three Arrow's largest creditors was Voyager Digital, a crypto bank that had lent it at about $700 million. Um, Let's see. In letters to the judge overseeing Voyager's bankruptcy, its customers described the impact of those life-changing losses. Losing this money with no end in sight has been unbearable for my family, wrote one investor who had $30,000 stored on it. I wake up most nights and just walk up and down the stairs contemplating on my own mistakes. Jesus Christ. Um, on Twitter, furious, furious crypto investors blamed Davies and Xu for accelerating the market crash. Singapore's financial regulator reprimanded them, saying the firm had provided, mi- provided misleading information to the government. Um... In the media, they were accused of being a Ponzi scheme. Um, Let's see. Uh, Mr. Xu said his lawyers had assured him that Three Arrows' actions were whiter than white. By the time the firm... That's a weird statement. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) By the time the firm was liquidated last June, they were in Bali. Mr. Xu was learning to surf. Mr. Davies bought a paint set and started experimenting with still lives. You eat very fatty pork dishes and you drink a lot of alcohol and you go to the beach and just meditate, Davy said. You have these magical experiences. In late June, a court in the British Virgin Islands appointed liquidators at the consulting firm Teneo to take over the fund and recover more than $3 billion that creditors were owed. Did I don't... That's, that, that's so weird. It's just like... I guess that just proves it, right? And the Adam Neumann thing is another example, the WeWork guy. It's like... Once you've got the money, you're good. You can never right? really go broke again. You can never really go broke again.
1: Yeah, but when you're at the lesser tiers, it it, it is a pyramid scheme, all fundamentally. Right, because you got to get all these people under you, and you're you're fine. But all the people under you in the sort of rat race are are not fine. Like their existence is still precarious and like bound to all the whims and stuff. But you're going to be okay. Particularly because you're going to have the information earlier and you're going to know how to get out and
0: save all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. Um, like many crypto evangelists, Mr. Xu has a propensity for audacious pronouncements. He once predicted that disputes over crypto could cause a civil war in the U.S. And he often frames his observations about the market in world historical terms. We're entering the age of chivalry, he said over dinner last month. An hour or two later, he added, we're in the golden age of slander. Uh, do you think crypto could cause a a civil war in the U S (laughs) man of all the things I think, well, I think, I
1: think no, I think that's an, that's an inflated sense of their own influence. Uh, that's part of them wanting to be like these, like world specific actors in a very particular moment and like have their name etched in history. But I hate to break it to these guys. All they're going to be remembered for is just having weird taste in a pivotal moment in society. Like, you could have, what do you mean to tell me, you could have alleviated so much suffering that was going on, and instead, you were eating fatty pork dishes, getting (laughs) drunk and meditating in (laughs) Singapore?
0: Dude, this this quote in particular, Mr. Shue said, I've always been quite anti-capitalist. He insisted he was actually against yachts personally. His wife, Evelyn, gave him a skeptical look. You did have that dream of traveling around the world," she said. The Much Wow never set sail. The shipbuilder canceled its contract with Mr. Davies and Mr. Shue after they missed a final payment. Um, the yacht was sold to a new buyer. Um, amazing. Well, you know, maybe maybe one of these days we can get the Much Wow at a discount price, like 3 dollars. Three,
1: three three and a half dollars
0: and
1: we'll three just and torch it oh man oh man i swear to god dude there's no justice <laughs> there's just no justice
0: mr davies said he was ready to move on from three arrows i really spent so much time meditating in bali that i'm just really pretty z- zinned out <laughs> it's fucking big as dorks Within a few months of seeing their company implode, he and Mr. Zhu were discussing new business ventures, including a co-living scheme in Bali. These guys really love living together. They love it. They love doing everything together. Let's get a boat together. They love it. The waves, they just keep coming, Mr. Zhu said, reaching for a surfing metaphor. You can crash on a big wave. It doesn't matter. You can injure yourself and just heal and get the next one. Uh, wow.
1: That's how that works. i huh? just, yeah. wait for you, wait for your next ship to come in.
0: Um, Mr. Shu said he was, do what?
1: I just wanted to reiterate I, that I hope these guys die.
0: Carry on. Um, Mr. Shu said he was tuning out the criticism on Twitter. He responded to a negative article in the wall street journal by quoting John F. Kennedy. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I've created seventy five jobs, he said over dinner at Singapore. <laughs> at least these people like me. <laughs> I I don't know if I would bet. Don't don't bet your yacht on that. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't
1: say yeah. Uh, if Nikola Jokic hates his job, I would break it to you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um In Barcelona last month, Mr. Davies seemed relaxed and spoke glowingly of the amazing cafes on Las Ramblas, a busy thoroughfare that cuts across the heart of the city. One Saturday night, he ate a late dinner at El Pescador, a seafood restaurant near the beach, ordering oysters, croquets, local wine, and three rounds of whiskey. By the end of the meal... He was rattling off business ideas. In Dubai, he said he has made inquiries about opening a chicken restaurant, possibly in the form of a cloud kitchen with no storefront. For a while, he and Mr. Zhu considered making a film about Doquan and the collapse of Luna. Our, ba- our idea was basically that we would do an empathy piece, he said. We had a whole team that was going to produce it at Sundance or whatever. <laughs> I love that. Or whatever. The, the fucking st- Mr. Davies has also thought about getting into the ai industry i would like to believe that i can create two more businesses he said but i'm also okay with the idea that i'm fully retired at this point he left the restaurant at midnight strolling down a busy street lined with outdoor bars where murmurs of late night conversation echoed in the distance he was beaming if anyone has any problems he declared just go to bali then he turned swaying slightly and walked into the night It's like I love the idea of them making a an air like movie about Doquan's Luna. It's like that may that may be the future, man. Like in ten years, once there's another round of them making movies about things, they'll probably start making movies about various cryptos. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. instead of the Blackberry, there'll be a movie about Ethereum or whatever, you know?
1: Uh, you're dude, you're so right. You're so right it's going to be the most boring shit in the world. Uh-huh. You know? It's just, just the most, be- like,
0: self-obsessed people. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I haven't seen Air, and I know literally nothing about the creation of the Air Jordan uh, sneaker. But at least you can put it on your foot and walk around with it, and it serves a purpose. <laughs>
1: right. <It's>, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> The Blackberry
1: like, at least served a purpose, and to some degree, the Flaming Hot Cheeto.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the Flaming Hot Cheeto is at the very m- margin at the... You know what I'm saying? It's like... Right. This, this is even more useless than the Flaming Hot Cheeto. It will give you <sighs> twice the diarrhea. It was, you'll, you'll get hot snakes. Oh, my God. You'll get the hot snakes from <laughs> Luna and Ethereum and Dogecoin. Oh my
1: god. The the Dogecoin Biopic coming to Hulu in twenty twenty nine. No good. Much wow. Much wow. And it's gonna have uh Elon Musk saying to the moon <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. Like that's gonna be the whole thing. It's oh my god, dude.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. We we have to go back. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Going forward's
0: not working out for us. No, it's really not. It's really not. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Anyways. Um well, I you know, that's about all I got for today. But I don't know. What else happened this week? That's about it, right?
1: I think that's it. Yeah, there's not terribly eventful. Um. Again, I hope the whales are above board and not some sort of op, but now you've got my whales turning.
0: I kind of think it is, personally. Just think about it. Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I want to think that whales are... um, Like, that they operate on these like, millennia-old ideas of, like, justice and vengeance and uh you know and right and wrong and good and evil but as we know human consciousness was a, a catastrophic error that's it, true i mean it, it we before we became conscious we were just like those whales we didn't know right or wrong we were sucking and fucking <laughs> just looking for our next meal. We're just looking for our next meal. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like,
1: you think the whales can... are still in the sucking and fucking, looking for their next meal phase.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I just yeah. they probably are.
1: I mean, what saying. if they're what if they're gaining sentience in the way that we know it?
0: Well, I mean, they I'm are saying...
1: sentient, but I'm sucking. You know what I mean? Like intelligence in the way that we they would. It.
0: They would need a mode of production, and ideology. Neither what if of they're which they're coming into their own ideologically, though. It doesn't seem like they have either of those things. Hmm. I don't know, man. It could you need just need to be, spend some time among them. It could just be. It could be just as simple as ocean temperatures are rising, and it's making them more freak out, yeah. irritable. <laughs> yeah, and they're freaked yeah. out. It's like they're they're yeah. the frogs that are boiling in the
1: pot. That's kind of more plausible than, like, a, a whale. I mean, I want to believe that a whale was traumatized by some humans, and then now it's running roughshod on these things. But, yeah, that, that seems a bit more plausible that, uh, you know.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're just going to ride it off as like that. Like, the truth probably really is, like, we've acidified the fucking ocean so badly that they can barely ha- live in them anymore, and so they're just kind of, like, freaking out. But, like... What we're going to do is like craft weird ideological or f- any fantasies about it and just be like, oh, they're rising up. This is epic. And just forget about it in like six months. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, like, unless, they, unless they start catching some bodies, you know, then that could be interesting.
0: Yeah, that would be tight. T- take out the fucking much wow. Ta- yeah, start there. Go
1: to start, Bali, Wales. Go to <laughs> Bali the and take out wow. the much wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh shit. Mm hmm. Well. Um all right. Well, that's about all I've got for this week. Um anything else before we sign off? That's all I got. All right. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Please go check us out on the website Patreon. That is P A T R E O N dot com slash Trow Billy Workers Party and sign up. for five dollars a month, and if I yeah. can uh, further
1: appeal to your emotional side, I ain't getting my job back. so I and bump him <laughs> up. I pulled final. out all the stops; nothing's works. So. It's final, folks. He, it's not. He's
0: not getting that job back. I'm cooked. My goose is cooked. That's right. He's he's fucking. He's done. Oh. Um. But uh. So, anyways, go. Please go help us out there. Um, until next time, we'll see you later. See you, folks. All right. Peace out.